When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Episode 118 of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Sean St. Jacques back here with you for another week of Knicks and NBA talk. Hope you're having a good week. Interesting stuff this week in the NBA. I think we've had a couple of uh of leaner weeks. This is another this is a juicier week. There's a lot a lot of stuff to get to. A little more Nick stuff this week. Nick's have been quiet. It's kind of been nice that they've been quiet the last <laughs> the last few weeks. It's a Knicks podcast, obviously first and foremost. Just not a ton to talk about with the Knicks, and that's kind of been nice a little bit. You know, the guys are getting back into the swing of things with training camp, obviously getting closer and closer to, you know, being back in full swing. And it's a really cool thing to kind of just be comfortable with where the Knicks are at. So it's worth reiterating that, but we have some Knicks stuff to talk about uh, later on in the show, uh, including another trade proposal that was kind of sparking some interest on social media that we'll get to. And uh, a little bit of uh, reporting on, on the uh, decision to let Reggie Bullock go to the Mavs that I thought was interesting. So we'll touch on those things uh, in the second half of the show. But we've got two big NBA headlines to get to. First, um, we will uh, get to the latest Joel Embiid-Ben Simmons uh, beef? Question mark? Uh, Certainly potentially some disrespect, uh, according to Joel Embiid. We'll get to that. That's the second big one. But the first big one, is there a problem brewing in Brooklyn at the moment? This one kind of went a little bit of everywhere the last 24 hours. And a lot of people suggested this topic to bring up on the podcast. And you know, a lot of people know, you know, this is a Knicks podcast first and foremost. But we do, especially during the offseason, touch on some of these bigger stories. You know, first of all, we've got time. we got to fill here. You guys want some content, obviously, but the other part of it is it's it's interesting. You know, I think if anything, you know, uh, should be said about that is that you know Knicks fans are are well informed about every team. You know, obviously the Knicks first and foremost, but Knicks fans are really really strong fans. They know their stuff and they want to know about these kind of things. So I'm going to give my two cents on them as well because it interests me and interests you guys. So we talk about it and. The Kyrie Irving stuff um, is tricky because this is a uh, COVID-leaning situation here, heavily COVID-based as to why there's controversy with Kyrie. Um, 
you know, it's, it's interesting. Kyrie's had some issues at almost every stop in his NBA career. Um, there were the issues um, in Boston, obviously. Uh, the flat earth stuff that's come up recently as well. Um, and these, you know, constant, uh, you know, leaving his team situations, which we've now seen time and time again, you know, mental health has been cited and things of that nature. There's been reporting. Uh, yeah, I was listening to a Matt Sullivan interview who really has covered the Nets closely over the last couple of seasons uh, on the Dan Lebitard show. He was speaking and said that, you know, it's getting to the point where you're starting to wonder, you know, what's Kyrie's motive for sitting out some of these games. And now the situation has kind of reached a bit of a boiling point where there's reports, uh, or maybe not reports, but there's been um, analysts, most notably Shaquille O'Neal, you know, basically ripping Kyrie for his latest antics here. And, And essentially what's happening is that Kyrie Irving reportedly, and apparently there are people close to Kyrie that have backed this up, does not want to get the COVID vaccine. And obviously in New York with the Knicks and the Nets and in the Bay Area with the Warriors, there are laws in place that NBA players have to be vaccinated if they're going to play in those states, home and away, have to be vaccinated. It's the only two, uh, I guess, cities... Uh, or in New York's case, states that have adopted this. Um, And again, that counts for road players as well. If you're going to play, you've got to be vaccinated. So this is a a tricky thing because uh, Kyrie has obviously tried to exercise some of his power here, but I think it's now this is a correct me if I'm wrong situation here. I think the NBA has basically come out and said that we're going to defer to the state laws here. So if Kyrie doesn't want to get vaccinated, he's going to have to deal with the police and that with law enforcement. So this is, you know, the NBA's kind of got their hands tied here. This is not really a situation where they can kind of bail Kyrie out. And, you know, there's been other situations in the NFL and I believe even in the NBA where players have tried to, you know, fake their vaccination cards and things of that nature. You've heard players in the NBA, sorry, in the NFL, uh, speak out against this as well, most notably uh, Kirk Cousins of the Vikings and Cole Beasley as well. So... It's, you know, there's not really a lot of wiggle room here for Kyrie, who's, you know, exercised a lot of power since getting to the Nets and does not want to follow the guidelines here. And it's, you know, listen, I said this on the last show. I've said this time and time again. You guys know my stance. I think everybody that can safely get vaccinated should be vaccinated. I'm not going to hide from that. I don't think anybody should. Um, I know there's people out there that disagree with that vehemently, and I don't know what to tell you. You're, you're on the wrong side of this. I hate to say that. I don't like ripping people for being uninformed, but this is too serious of a case to not do it. You know, and in my opinion, it's too serious to let it go. And that's what the NBA is doing. 
it's too serious to to give a player any player the benefit of the doubt on this and even you know you know matt sullivan's you know even called lebron into question over you know when did he actually get vaccinated as opposed to the times he's been out and about in situations where he's not safe as far as the covid restrictions are concerned at concerts and parties and and things like that. LeBron's obviously come out and said that he's vaccinated, but when did he actually get vaccinated? That was even called into question earlier this week. So a lot of stuff that's a little shady right now with some of the NBA stars. And this has led to speculation that the Nets might look to trade Kyrie. And so far, uh, the Nets and Kevin Durant seem pretty adamant that that's not going to happen. Obviously, Kyrie is a big reason that KD is even in Brooklyn. So they clearly have a big bond with each other. But this is this seems to be another case of Kyrie, uh, for whatever reason, you know, going off off the wall here. It's a weird ledge to die on here for Kyrie. I don't get it. I think a lot of people, including myself, kind of swept the flat earther thing under the rug. He kind of came out and said, yeah, you know, it's not really... You know, it's just testing you guys almost kind of a thing. But then when you do something like this, that gets brought back into the light a little bit. And, it, and, and you get a little bit of a different perspective as to like, well, why did he do that? What was actually going through his head, you know, and, and things of that nature. It's odd behavior when you look at the full picture. And this is the culmination of, of this behavior where you're just thinking, what is Kyrie's endgame here? What is the point of doing all of this, and especially considering some of other Ky- of Kyrie's beliefs, he shared publicly putting the flat earther stuff to so- aside. Being anti-vax is just a really weird hill to die on here, and I and, and trying to be sensitive with the with that word, but it's it's such a it doesn't make any sense. I think that's the best way I could put it. Why? There's no point. You're only hurting your team. By doing this, and, and I do want to say this, you know, it's worth mentioning, the Knicks are 100% vaccinated. The Knicks have followed the protocols. They have had nobody step out of line. Everybody is on board, and everybody is fully vaccinated and ready to go. So the Knicks are ready, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, you also look at Golden State and, and what they're going through right now with Andrew Wiggins. We mentioned this to, a couple of shows ago. And, and Steph Curry came out this week and said, listen, you know, it's in the end, it's up to him. We already have, have tried to give him the best information we can as to, you know, get him educated on what he needs to know and, and get him informed enough to make a smart decision. But at the end of the day, if he wants to play, it's up to him. He's got to make that final call. And he's right. Kyrie said it very well. Clearly, Kyrie, uh, Kyrie, Steph said it very well. We'll get to Kyrie again in a second. Steph Steph came out and, and said it very eloquently. You know, he said, I'm vaccinated. The guys are vaccinated, but it's up to Andrew. We've given him every opportunity to get educated, but he's got to make the, the final decision here. And that's well put by Steph. I think that's exactly how it should be handled. You're not trying to ridicule anybody, but it, you, someone's got to take responsibility here. It's up to the person. And listen, if you're not going to do it, then you're going to have to deal with the consequences. And frankly, that comes back to you at the end of the day. It's your responsibility with all of this stuff. You know, these are adults. I think people forget that at times with athletes. 
and with people in general, frankly, when it comes to the anti-vax situation. You're an adult. You got to make the choice. And if you choose not to be educated, there's only one person to blame. I'm sorry. You can take shots at the media all you want, but at the end of the day, it's on you. It's your body, right? That's what I keep hearing from the opposite side. Well, it's my body. I get to do what I want. Fair enough. But then you have to take responsibility at the end of the day. You will have to live with the consequences of your decisions. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, it's my body. I get to do what I want with it. And then complain when you get punished. It doesn't work like that. So Kyrie is going to have to make a very similar decision here. If he can't get vaccinated, or I should say won't get vaccinated, he will not be allowed to play home games for the Nets. And frankly, he shouldn't be allowed to. I get it. The stars rule the NBA, but there's a line here, and that line is COVID-19. And if Kyrie is not willing to get vaccinated, well then sorry, bud, you're not going to play at the Barclays Center this season. It's as simple as that. And I think at the end of the day, to be honest with you, I think he will get vaccinated. I think at some point, whether it's a teammate or Steve Nash or the front office or whoever Kyrie has respect for in that organization, I'm starting to wonder who that is, frankly. But at some point, I think someone will say, hey, we need you to win. So you're going to get the damn vaccine. But honestly, I I could see Kyrie dragging this out. It's how it normally goes with him. And if I'm a Nets fan, I'm furious today. I'm furious. This is ridiculous. Get the shots. He sat out enough. Get the vaccine. And if if I'm a Warriors fan, I'm looking at Andrew Wiggins and I'm just like, are you serious right now? What are you doing? What's the point? You're going to lose at the end of the day. So just get it. But it, it is what it is. It is what it is. I, I, I have to say, I'm, I'm relieved that all the Knicks are vaccinated. You know, it's the last thing a team and their fans would want to hear right before we dive into October and training camp. That one of your players might not play home games. This year, because they won't get the shots? I mean, that is, it's asinine. It really is. And again, feel free to, to take shots at me in the comments over this. I don't care. It's the right decision. You should get it. I've said it time and time again. You know, I try not to, to, to do this every week because, listen, this is not a political show but frankly this is not a political topic this is a medical issue it should be said as well but we're not a medical podcast either we're a sports knicks basketball podcast however this is where sports intersects with life it happens every year with different topics and that's the other thing it goes the 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 whole shut up and dribble thing that started years ago this, these are the situations where you want to tell those people to put a sock in it, as my grandfather used to say. Pipe down. Okay? 
Because sports intersects with life every day. Now I get it. You know, some people are not, you know, people in the sports world are not doctors. They're not politicians. They're not businessmen, some of them. Although many of them are now, to be fair, in the sports world. So, so there are topics where athletes are not educated enough to speak on topics. I get that. I've heard NBA players, Major League Baseball players, NFL players say stuff and I scratch my head. I've, I've heard European soccer players say some of the dumbest stuff when it has come to issues of race relations, politics, medicine, you name it. So I'm not disagreeing with you on that front. However, they're not stupid either. Some of them do know what they're talking about. So it goes back to a bigger thing, and I'll try to not turn this into a full-blown debate here or conversation and get off track, but it goes back to something that I hate in life where people put other people in a box and they say, well, if they're this, you've got to be this. If you're an athlete, you don't know this. If you're a politician, you don't know this. If you're a doctor, you're not good at this. Just because you're an athlete doesn't mean you're not smart. Doesn't mean you know everything, but it doesn't mean you're an idiot. It's some of the dumbest takes I've ever heard in my entire life. So with that all being said, it's one of those things where, yes, don't put Kyrie in this box where he doesn't know anything, but also you got to call him out as well when these kind of things happen. Because clearly, whether Kyrie's educated or not, he's making a really, really bad choice here if he continues down this road it doesn't make any sense for him doesn't make sense for his family by the way there i i have someone close to Kyrie was interviewed by matt sullivan as well and pardon me i forget who it was but basically said that well the vaccine if it's so if it's not if it's that big of a deal and the vaccine is that big of a deal we'd get it but it's not helping people oh i'm sorry i'm sorry have you seen the statistics Moderna and Pfizer's vaccine have helped the vast majority of people who have taken it. We're talking 90 to 95% here, if not more, 97%. As opposed to having, I'm sorry, no vaccine, and it's helping 0.0% of people, it's helping close to 100%. We're talking 97%. I don't buy that. I don't buy that for a second. You know what I mean? And again, like I said, there's a fine line, right? But this is a situation where you have to call them out. And and Shaquille O'Neal, I think, put it best. Hey, if you don't want the vaccine, if you don't want to do what it takes to be on this team and play games when we need you, you can get out of here. And frankly, I'm with Shaquille on that. This team is too good to have somebody like Kyrie dragging it down like this. They're too good. 
This team is so deep. It's so talented. And it's likely the favorites to win next year's NBA championship if Kyrie is healthy and willing to play and gets the vaccine. And by the way, that's the reason they got this team together was to win a championship. So if you're not willing to do it after putting the team together, there's the door. Steve Nash has got Kevin Durant. He's got James Harden. They're not going anywhere. He's got a resurgent Blake Griffin. He's got a good supporting cast around them led by Joe Harris. This is a good team. It's a championship caliber team with or without Kyrie, frankly. So let's not mince words here. It's up to Kyrie if he wants to be on this team. And frankly, I I think he'll be there, but this is ridiculous. And if I'm some of the people in the Nets organization, and maybe even some of his teammates, I'm shaking my head today. I'm shaking my head. This guy does not seem committed to the team, to the cause, and frankly, to the health of the team and the organization. And that is arguably worse than the former. I'm going to take a break here. I need one. You guys probably do too. When we come back, more Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons sauce out of Philly. And we'll get some Knicks news in there as well. All that and more is coming up next on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. You know, I should have probably ended the segment by by saying this, but listen, I, I want to hear from you guys. You know, anytime we talk about these uh, these topics, and you know, we get a little off of the sports track to a certain extent. Again, this is still related to sports. I, the whole thing there is ridiculous to me. Life and sports interact and intersect almost every day, so I, I don't I don't get that. But let me know what you think about the Kyrie Irving situation in the comments below or on Twitter. Uh, at SJ7s, where you guys tend to hit me up the most, whether it's in my DMs or whatever. So keep doing it. I appreciate the feedback. I love when you guys send me ideas for topics or, or just send me your two cents. It's it's one of my favorite parts of doing this show. So let me know what you think. Uh, a lot of a lot of my friends that listen to the show text me about some of this stuff as well, which is where some of the topics also come from. I've said this in the past. So it's from you guys. It's from uh, friends of mine, colleagues of mine that listen to the show. Uh, a lot. So it is much appreciated getting your feedback, whether it's positive or negative. You know, again, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to hear thoughts uh, other than mine for a change every once in a while, obviously. So, but again, I really appreciate you guys always giving the feedback and let me know what you think about the Kyrie situation, the Ben Simmons situation, and how good you're feeling about the Knicks. Cause I can't, I can't imagine there's too many uh, Debbie Downers out there around the Knicks. I'm loving it. So Let's quickly talk about the latest with Ben Simmons, and then we'll talk some Knicks uh, to wrap things up. Listen, I, I think the you know there's not a big development here, but the the little bit of shade thrown by Ben Simmons this week, basically saying that the um, the teammates uh, you know Simmons and Embiid's relationship has kind of run its course. Their on court relationship has kind of run its course in Philly and. You know, according to the Philly Inquirer, Ben Simmons, I should say uh, Joel Embiid, on the whole situation basically said it's borderline, uh, quote-unquote borderline kind of disrespectful. And uh, he's not liking 
the fact that Ben Simmons is not going to report to trading camp, or at least he hasn't at the moment. Um, although he's continued the uh, the situation, um, or I should say the, the outcry that Doc Rivers did uh, a week or two ago, saying that the Sixers want him back, Ben Simmons. And uh, I... He, listen, and pardon me, I just want to say that, you know, Doc Rivers has said this, Joel Embiid has said this, and basically the situation is that they think they're a better team with him on the team. Um, obviously, the caveat there is they couldn't trade him. I think that's probably worth mentioning as well. I talked about this last week where you can't really have it both ways here either. Where it's, you know, well, we, you know, we were trying to get rid of them internally. And then externally, it's like, no, we, come on. Come on, Ben. We, we didn't mean it. Get, get on back here, you know. Give me a break. It, it, it's not how it works. And Ben Simmons clearly is done. I, I don't think, I don't, I, well, I'll say this. I could see a scenario where Ben Simmons isn't traded. He's on the roster for the Sixers, but then just doesn't play. I could see that 100%. Um, however, he'd be missing out on some cash, so maybe he does. I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky tricky situation. I think Embiid actually said it pretty well uh, this week, saying, quote, the situation is weird, disappointing, borderline kind of disrespectful to the other guys that are out here fighting for their lives. Some guys rely on the team to be successful, to stay in the league and make money somehow, because if you're on a winning team, you're always going to have a spot in the league just because you're on a winning team and you contributed, end quote. And then he went on to say that they're a better team with him and he hopes that he changes his mind and, and comes back. Um, but then obviously said it's out of his hands. So this is a really weird situation because remember, Joel Embiid also had some pretty shady tweets that he sent out about Ben Simmons uh, earlier this offseason that, that sparked a lot of fire as well. Now, I don't, you know... Did, did it impact the the Ben Simmons decision? Probably not. It was more probably of a reaction to that than anything else and his frustration potentially in, uh, in the decision that Ben Simmons wanted out of Philly. Um, but I, I, I don't think that, you know, you can forget that Philly wanted Damian Lillard, clearly, and they were going to get ben, or give Ben Simmons to Portland with, you know, other assets involved to get him and clearly since Damian Lillard's still in Portland that has not happened so I I think you go back to the fact that the Sixers tried to appease Ben Simmons they have not yet been able to do so and I think they've told the guys the team the players the coaches that we're stuck with them so play nice and that's what the Sixers are doing. I'm convinced of that. But it, it makes the situation in Philly that much worse. I mean, imagine if Ben Simmons ends up playing for the Sixers this year. My God. My God. I, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how he could go back and play. I don't know how he could do it. It would be a really awkward situation. And frankly, how would the fans think of that? What would they think of that? Philly is brutal when you're committed to the cause. 
imagine if Ben Simmons, who's wanted out all offseason, goes back and starts on opening night. I mean, my goodness. Could you imagine? Or plays at all this season. Now, again, they'll forgive him if he plays well, but my God. I mean, this is, this is a team's worst nightmare in the NBA. It really is. And it doesn't happen very often to this extent, and a trade doesn't get done. What it's been this public of a feud between player and team, and then they don't get the deal done? That's the scary part if you're a Sixers fan. It's a, this was a huge blow-up. Clearly, there's animosity between the player, the teammates, the coaching staff, and the organization. And then they don't get him out. They keep him. And then he, I mean, ends up playing? I mean, what, what's going to happen? That's the question now. Like, what's going to happen if Ben Simmons stays? You know, I just don't know what's going to happen. So, this is a mind-boggling situation. It's changing by the day, obviously. So, we'll wait and see. Just a little update for you there on what's going on. Because, man, it's getting, it's getting, we're getting closer and closer to the start of the season. And it just doesn't look like the Sixers are going to be able to figure this out one way or another. And frankly... I, I just, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do. If he stays, what are they going to do? That's all I can say. And, and listen, Doc Rivers is doing his job trying to make the peace as a coach because if you're going to have to coach him, you got to get some respect back from him. And the same thing with Joel Embiid. Clearly, Ben Simmons, according to The Athletic, says that you know privately he's pretty much done with Joel Embiid. Says their off-court relationship has run its course. And I should say their on-court relationship has run its course. So that's a lot to rebuild right there. That's a lot to rebuild before the start of an NBA season in which we're not even sure the kid's going to play. And, you know, we, we will likely have to wait to see what happens with Ben Simmons, possibly for another year. Possibly for a whole other year. We might not know what he's going to do and where he's going to go. What, what can the Sixers do with him? So it's fascinating. It's fascinating stuff. We'll see how it develops. Uh, let me know what you think in the comments below at St. J7 on Twitter. I've gotten some feedback uh, in the last couple of weeks, most of the same sentiments that I've been, you know, echoing on the show. You know, what, what are they going to do and uh, how are they going to do it? But, uh, you know, to be fair, and I think a few people mentioned this to me on Twitter, it was, you know, if, if Ben Simmons has to play and he's committed, you know, this team is still good. It's worth mentioning that because Philly are a championship contender with Ben Simmons on the roster. I think people forget that a little bit. They just haven't proven it in the playoffs. You know, they obviously were embarrassed by Atlanta last season in the second round of the playoffs. But it's one of those things where, you know, they were the they were the top seed with Ben Simmons on the roster. So they could get back there, but you know, we see the one that's gonna take them over the hump. That's gonna be the big question moving forward. And obviously, you know, the, the process, how is this gonna end? You know, they've come so far, the Sixers, from when they started the quote unquote process, and uh how's it gonna end? My goodness. 
it's been a crazy chapter in the process's history. That's for sure. Another, just another 30 for 30 for, e- <laughs> for ESPN to mull over. My gosh. My gosh. When are they, when, how is this going to all end? We'll have to wait and see. All right, let's get some Knicks news in before we get out of here this week. And uh, we'll start with the Reggie Bullock stuff. Obviously, Reggie Bullock no longer a Nick. He's now a member of the Dallas Mavericks. And, um, you know, reportedly, uh, at least according to uh, an NBA source that told Mark Berman of the New York Post earlier this week, Essentially, uh, Tom Thibodeau lobbied really hard to get Reggie Bullock to come back and was disappointed when the Knicks basically overruled him and said, no, we're not going to be able to uh, to do it. And it's funny. I think this uh, this story, at least you know, our, we, we wrote about it on our website, postingandtoasting.com. Uh, Joe Flynn has the story up on on our website so go and take a look at that obviously if you have a chance but also uh it's worth mentioning that uh that you know the knicks have upgraded (laughs) at at alfred payton and nilakina's position but also at reggie bullock's position with the addition of evan fournier so obviously all's well that ends well but clearly uh clearly tom thibodeau and rightfully so I think, you know, had some attachment to Reggie Bullock. And listen, I, I think Nick fans are extremely appreciative of what Reggie brought to the team. I know I was. And, uh, you know, we're going to miss him, obviously, um, and seem great with the media, great professional, great player, great person. And Dallas, you know, taking all our Knicks, it seems like. But uh, they'll get a really good player who could potentially push them forward as well. And, and the Knicks have upgraded with Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier in the backcourt. So it seems like for now, it seems like everybody's a winner in, in these decisions. So, and I think Tom Thibodeau was probably eased, I would think when he realized they were going to be able to bring in Walker and then Evan Fournier. So, but obviously, you know, Reggie Bullock's a big reason why the Knicks were good last year. Great defensive player, phenomenal shooter, I'd argue one of the best shooters uh, in the Eastern Conference last season, and uh, he'll become probably a little bit of a lesser role uh, on the on the Mavs to a certain extent, but we'll still be doing very similar things to to try and help them win. Obviously, with uh, with JJ Redick announcing his retirement uh, was it this week or last week on his podcast, and uh, the Mavs realized they you know probably well before that, that they had to, you know, get somebody in there uh, to, to fill the role that J.J. Redick was going to fill if he were to go back to Dallas. And obviously he's not going to play anymore in the NBA or at all. So, and obviously best wishes to him. And um, it's one of those things where uh, Reggie Bullock fits that role nicely. So they had, you know, Mark Cuban and company with uh, Jason Kidd taking over as the head coach had to make a decision. They had to bring in somebody to fill that role. And I think that, you know, especially with Reggie Bullock being great on the defensive end, certainly is an upgrade over J.J. Redick. I don't know about shooting-wise. I think J.J. Redick is a better shooter, even at, even at, uh, in his mid-30s. But Reggie Bullock can shoot that thing. So 
it's exciting to, to see, you know, I, I always try to root for the former Knicks, obviously, unless they're playing us, but um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But again, the Knicks have to be thrilled with what they've added to make up for, obviously, the <laughs> the departure of Alfred Payton, which I'm sure didn't break uh, too many Knicks hearts, and then obviously Reggie Bullock and and then Frank Nilakina moving on as well. The Knicks needed to add, and, and they more, most certainly did. So that was really good to see, and you know, I'm sure Tom Thibodeau might not be as broken up about it as he was when Reggie Bullock signed that Mavs contract. So we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out moving forward, but that's the latest with that. And, and just one last thing that was kind of uh, just just some trade fodder. That was, uh, and again, this is on our website. You can go postingandtoasting.com. Uh, uh, Kento Cato, uh, I believe, and I apologize if I mispronounced that, but I believe Kento's got the article for us on the website uh, about the latest as far as uh, this speculation over uh, a Knicks trade with the Timberwolves, believe it or not. Um, uh, I believe it's uh, uh, Bondi from the Daily News putting out uh, just uh, just simply this, that Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett for Carl Anthony Towns. Who says no? And it was, it was off of a... Uh, Gilbert McGregor NBA.com list of the top 75 players and Carl Anthony Towns was ahead of Julius Randle. He's 25 years old. Um, and obviously many people have been looking at him and thinking, can they get him out of Minnesota where it's really not going too well right now for the Timberwolves? Obviously they just had the controversy with their front office as well, uh, having to fire their president of team, uh, president of, uh, basketball operations. So, you know, would the Knicks be interested in a trade essentially? Uh, and, and I'm kind of with, uh, most people here, it seems like, and, uh, despite the fact that also cat doesn't really want out, it seems like at least not publicly. Um, I, I don't see this making a lot, whole lot of sense, especially the R.J. Barrett piece of this. Uh, listen, I think Julius Randle um, has got to be part of this team. He's he's put in too much work. He's gotten so much better. An all-star last year. Don't forget that. Most improved player and an all-star a season ago. Obviously, he struggled in the playoffs, you know, but now there's more help on the team. You know, there's other guys that can hurt you now. And with that being the case, Julius Randle should be able to shine more, not only in the regular season, but in the postseason as well for the Knicks. So I think that that is definitely worth taking into consideration as far as what the Knicks are going to look like next season. So it's a big, it's a big fat no-ski for me. I don't see that really making any sense. But I, I what is kind of nice is that, you know, to a certain extent, you know, people like the Knicks players. So that's the positive spin you could put on it. People want our guys, and luckily they can't have them. <laughs> we like our guys, and uh, we like the team we've certainly put together, and we'll see how the Knicks do, you know, when the season kicks off in, in, uh, in just a little while. Man, the season is just around the corner, and uh, I'm going to be excited to be talking about Knicks basketball again instead of some of these stories because that's when the – that's when the fun really starts, when, when the ball gets tipped and, and your team's good and trying to go on another run to the playoffs and, and win some games and win, win some series, hopefully, this time. So we'll see. We will see how it goes. But I don't know. Let me know what you think. Maybe maybe uh, you there's some people out there that disagree, but I think with 
with what Julius Randle has provided, you know, what the future could hold for R.J. Barrett in a Nick uniform as well. I, I just don't see Carl Anthony Towns doing it. And by the way, you know, if the Knicks are not willing to sell the farm for Damian Lillard, I don't see them selling their two best players, arguably, for, for Carl Anthony Towns. Let me put it that way. You know, if the Knicks are not going to give everything up for Damian Lillard, you know, no offense to Carl Anthony Towns, but you're not giving up those two guys for him if you're not going to do the first uh, the first deal. So that that's how I stand on it. You know, if you're not going to do that, you're certainly not going to do this. And I think the Knicks fans don't have to worry about that. Uh, certainly not at the moment. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes moving forward. But for the time being, you just start getting excited for the NBA season with training camps opening up and we're getting started with that. I'm excited as we get closer and closer to the start of the NBA season, we'll be talking much more on-court stuff, basketball, as we get closer and closer to the start of the season. And, of course, just around the corner, I'll do my, my preview, as I always do every year, and I will do my rankings for the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference, and uh, be probably very wrong on many of my picks, as I normally as I normally tend to be. So... Looking forward to that. Looking forward to talking NBA basketball as we get closer to the tip-off of the regular season. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. That's going to do it for this week's episode. You guys are the best for listening week in and week out. Have a great week, and I will see you guys next time on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network.